Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens. Brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Alliance Defending Freedom, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. And Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush. Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all of the guys, Neil and Roger and John, myself, Bob. Guys, how are you today? Great, Good. Bob, doing great, Bob. How are you doing? Oh, doing very well, thank you. By the way, uh, some upcoming episodes. We are, sometime in the near future, going to be doing a podcast episode on artificial intelligence, AI. So we're going to be getting into a lot of that. But today, we're going to discuss 2024. That's right, the 2024 election coming up. We're talking about Joe Biden, who has announced he's running again. Okay, what about Donald Trump? What about this uh, Vivek Ramaswamy? And so what's everything look like for 2024? We're going to be diving into all of that as we kick off this podcast. We want to remind everybody as well, when you listen to this podcast, you know, don't forget, you can listen to us anywhere, wherever you download your favorite podcast sites. And of course, also CrawfordMediaGroup.net, you hear us mentioning as well. Also, if you listen to us on regular radio, your regular terrestrial radio, sometimes the second half doesn't play at the same time, depending on your local radio station. So you can go to the website for your local radio station, look up the program guide, see where the second half plays if you want to listen to us there. Otherwise, just download us on your favorite download podcast site. So 2024, let's start with Joe Biden on the Democrat side, first of all. So guys, Joe Biden announces, he puts out a video, him and Kamala Harris, they're running again for 2024. Uh, the, you know, And I'm trying to think, okay, what is the strategy of the Democratic Party here? I don't think anybody honestly, really, genuinely believes there's six more years to get out of Joe Biden. There aren't even the last two years to have gotten out of Joe Biden. And so I, I kind of look at this and I think, well, what are their alternatives? I mean, right now, there's not really an up-and-comer to, to to kind of pass the baton to. Kamala Harris has not been able to rehabilitate her image. The assistant cackler-in-chief is just one massive turnoff for a lot of voters. And so I think the Democrat handlers of Joe Biden are like, well, what else are we going to do? We have to do something. You know, as the old saying, go or get off the pot, we have to do something right now. So it seems like they just had to go ahead and announce Joe Biden and then, well, we can always fix that down the road if we can better deal him before it happens. So I think this is a fluid situation on their part. I don't personally think they actually have a bona fide etched in stone strategy going forward. Let's just figure it out as we go along. And our default is we keep propping up Joe Biden as long as we have to. But I don't really, I'm just kind of curious what everybody thinks. Do you really think he's our guy? He's the plan. Okay, but, and actually, you really, we were talking about this last week. John, you think Joe Biden is way more in charge than I really do. Would you please explain, why? How can you honestly really think he's in charge? I think he's got more more dirt on the rest of the party than Hillary and Bill combined. He doesn't remember it, though. So what does it matter? matter. He still has it. He still has it. So you honestly really think that he's controlling them and he's yep. saying, "Hey, don't make me don't make me go all exposure with you guys." How do you think he got here in the first place, guys? Everybody else dropped out last minute to allow Joe to be the nominee or you know to be the you know to the front runner in the Democrat party back in 2020. 
Oh, John, I just, I'll tell you the what. The guy's got the, a oh. lot more power than any of us on our side, which, by the way, we need to be careful of because it's not Sleepy Joe. He's extremely powerful. He's got a lot of people on his side, and they will do anything they possibly can to win. I think the guy's Cheat, an em- steal, you name it, they'll do it to win. I think the guy's an empty suit weekend at Biden's, and they're propping him up, doing what they can. Who's I wish you were correct, but you are incorrect, Bob. Well, All right, John, what, John, hang what on about his wife, though? Maybe it's Jill that's the power broker, though, and not Joe. I just, I, he doesn't seem to have the mental capacity to have that kind of power. And maybe Jill does, but I don't He's see him He's still a patriarch it. in the party, and it doesn't matter whether they're propping him up or not. It's, it's like that... It's like the godfather, if you would. It's all the way down to his deathbed. Does he still run the mob all the way to the point that he passes? He absolutely does. This is no different. Well, they, they, no different. You know they went ahead and they went ahead and carried out some whackings behind his back anyway because he was. But all right. Uh, but you get where I'm coming from. I mean, just because he may not always be there, he is there. Trust me. Okay, but you know what? If and, I, and, I think God- we, and we have to be careful on our side to not discredit too much of that because, frankly, we did that in 2020 and it cost us an election for other reasons as well. But let's face it, a lot of people just didn't think he had it in him to win. Some of them even stayed home and didn't vote because they were knuckleheads. But regardless, you, you cannot take the power the man has away from him. All right. Well, I, I feel like if you lose your mind, then you can. And now it's the people propping him up that have the power, whoever that may be. But I don't know. Roger, you started to say something. I was just going to say, what, John, don't go too hard on that whole stealing thing, because we all know that the 2020 election was was won fair and square. I mean, yeah. Biden told us it was a fair and square. Well, yeah. Actually, it was the most transparent election in U.S. history. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. <laughs> right. right. Sure I guess right. 300 lawsuits notwithstanding and all the different <laughs> riggings. No, Joe Biden is the figurehead of the Democrat Party the same way Rupert Murdoch is the figurehead at age 92 of Fox News. I mean, when you get right down to it, as long as he has breath, and as long as he can have photo opportunities, let's not forget this is the party of images. And they will. there are a lot of people who say, I'm so glad that Joe Biden, with all his experience and his background, right. and he's yep. the East Coast, he gives people a lot of security. So you can have Kamala Harris, who was the most radical senator in terms of progressive right. policies in the United States history, running as his running mate. And all people do is reduce her down to, well, she's a woman. She's a woman of color. She's got mixed race background. So therefore, checks off all those boxes. Who cares about the cackling? Who cares about the the tone deaf uh, speeches and the public appearances going to Tennessee and honoring the state house workers and the representatives there who walked out in protest and ignoring the families of the children who were killed at Covenant School. I mean, Kamala Harris is a disaster for the Democrat Party, but quite frankly, the Democrat Party is a disaster. So they'll say, yeah, Joe Biden gives us security and he's at least he's not Donald Trump. And yeah, you know, for anybody who still might need to see that white patriarch running the party, Joe Biden's your guy. So, I mean, I there, there's there's a lot of a lot of wisdom, if you will, from Democrat strategists in running him again. All right, but in all fairness, in all fairness, uh, under Joe Biden, illegal immigration is down ninety percent. So give him some credit. Right? <laughs> Don't forget. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, won't, I won't belabor this. I just I agree with uh, with uh, Bob and Roger on this one, John. It's not pile on John Day, but I, I just think he's yeah, it a, is. Yeah, it is. I, okay. You can pile on. Right. I don't care. Here we go. No, Most just, people don't believe me, but so far, <laughs> no a, offense, guys. I got a pretty good track record. There's a lot of people said he wouldn't make it two years. He's making the full four, and he's running again for 2024. Well, trust me. To be me. fair, John, the only reason he is still here two years later is because Kamala turned out to be such a disaster. 
Maybe, exactly. although I, 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 don't, I, I don't totally think that was ever part of the plan in the first oh, place. Oh, that was totally part of the plan from the beginning. And, <laughs> and they're like, oh, we couldn't make it work. We, we can't rebuild. We haven't been able to rehabilitate her in two years. So, okay, well, we got to keep treading water until we can better deal Joe, Joe Biden. I think, I, I think they see it yeah, as Neil. if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. And right now, they're the party of power. He represents some sort of stability in the minds of people. I'm not saying it's true, but he's the he's the shiny object everybody's looking at while they're pushing through a liberal and progressive agenda. Like he's the quote stable guy out there. He's got experience, you know. He's Grandpa Joe. He cares about us, and I just I think that he's the perfect front man because he's really not getting in the way of anything they're trying to do behind the scenes. Right. Exactly, yeah. and, and all and, part exactly. of the plan. All part of the plan. All right. Well, you know what? We got a lot more to unpack about this. Obviously, we're talking about the Democrat side right now. We're going to shift to the Republican side also in a little bit through this podcast. We also want to ask everybody, as you listen to this podcast, uh, please support our sponsors of this podcast. One of them you hear us talking about all the time is Preborn. And remember, as as you hear us talking about the unborn, you know, we're all pro-life. Of course, most of you listening are pro-life, but what are we doing about it? You can actually stop abortions and save babies' lives by partnering with Preborn. It's really this simple. Preborn is the main pro-life group that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. And when those moms see an image of their baby, you know what they do? They choose life almost all the time. They don't go across the street to Planned Parenthood. They let their baby live. So somebody's got to pay for those ultrasound images. comes down to this. $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life through ultrasound images, 28 bucks. So here's what we're asking of everybody listening to us right now to do. Would you take $28 times fill in the blank? Whatever that number is, whatever number God lays on your heart, that's the amount of babies that you'll be responsible for saving the lives of. Maybe it's 10. If it's 10 babies, that's 280 bucks we're asking you for. If it's 100 babies, that's 2,800 bucks we're asking you for. Whatever it is that you can afford, we're asking you for that one-time gift. And every penny that you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. Look, Preborn's been doing this for decades, and this is a tremendous organization, but it takes money to pay for these ultrasounds. That's where you come in. So $28 times fill in the blank. What is that number? And whatever that number is, that's going to be your family legacy. And for the rest of your life, you're going to know, here's how many abortions we stopped in our family. Isn't that worth the money? I think so. So here's how you give. Go right now online to crawfordmediagroup.net. That's crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on the preborn tab and you can give right there. All right. If you want to give over the phone, you can call right now, 833-850-BABY. And they answer the phones 24-7. So you can call anytime, 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We do appreciate you folks doing this as we continue the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. Talking about 2024, we're on the Democrat side right now, Joe Biden. So uh, six more years, John, you're convinced that he is serious, that he's the guy, he's the guy that's in charge, and that he actually yep. really is going to... Okay, let, even if, John, you were right about this, and I don't think you are, but okay, but even if you were right about this, doesn't there come some point where the dementia gets so bad, what will it take... For the Democrat, for, for we'll say the American swing voter to say that's it, he has to go. Does it is it him having a meltdown during a State of the Union address? There has to be something nope. that causes people nope. to go. That's it. He can't be president anymore. No, nope. nope. because and this is this is why, guys. They trust me when I say this. It's why 
They press charges against Donald Trump. It's why they're propping him up to be the nominee, because there are still people out there that will vote for a dementia-ridden Joe Biden over Donald Trump, and the Democrats know that, and this is their plan. And even dur- okay, during a State of the Union address, if he suddenly Won't started matter. yelling at squirrels, Won't matter. you don't think that would matter? Nope. Well, number one, how many people watch it? Well, enough millions. Uh, okay. Not enough to not enough to sway it. Not, let's face it: only the people that are already tied in that are voting a certain way are going to vote anyways. The the average you know in the middle voter is not watching the State of the Union anyways. Frankly, isn't watching much of anything. They just vote off of whatever the press tells them to do. All right, guys. What which about is in the back? Which, by the way, is in the back pocket of the Democrats. That's the one thing we have to fight against. Guys, is there anybody else maybe on the Democratic side that could primary him? JFK Jr., possibly? Michelle Obama creeping in? What do you guys think? Yeah, it's no. possible. I well, think I so. like I but like the Robert it, Kennedy. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, no. RFK is at 20%. You know, with, with Democrats, I think those are the people who are just saying, you know, like John's saying, anybody but Joe. I mean, we're just tired of the sleepiness and the dementia. But, you know, what we're watching here is kind of reminiscent of what happened in the 1930s. Who knew FDR was in a wheelchair, right? I mean, I mean, this basically, there are a number of people who really don't think Joe Biden has a problem. I mean, because they see pictures of him, they've already made up their minds, and they don't care what he says. Oh, look, the president's eating ice cream. Squirrel. You know, no one cares. I mean, they that that's they voted for him, and he's not Donald Trump, and everything's going the way that there works yep. in their world and their little silos. So, quite frankly, you know, a guy like Robert Kennedy Jr., we, I'm I'm liking him, challenging him in the primaries for no other reason than to test that that old barb we've all been sharing for the past years. If John Kennedy came up today and showed up as a candidate and tried to run as a Democrat, I don't think he'd get elected. Well, he couldn't do it. He couldn't There's do no it. No way. He he he'd probably run as a you know moderate or as a Republican or maybe a Libertarian because but but he was a tried and true Democrat president in 1960. So I mean th- this is just how far the party has changed. The question is, are there enough Democrat voters either? the uh, baby boomers or the greatest generation, or let's not forget the, uh, the college-educated white women who made the, the midterms happen the way they did, and the Republicans have to pay attention to that. Regardless of how you feel about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, what should have been a red wave turned out to be a complete dud. I mean, just barely getting across with a, a majority in the House of Representatives. Yeah, th- thank you, Roger. I mean, are, are we all forgetting that? I mean, at some point, our party has to wake up to the facts that are in front of us, and we mm-hmm. haven't yet. No, I mean, that is no, very true. We're going to keep arguing whether Ron DeSantis is godly enough or if he can no. actually beat Trump or let's go ahead and fight about Disney and this, that and the other thing instead of saying, hey, wait a minute, who is the best candidate to run on the GOP side? And if it just becomes a you know contest between DeSantis and Trump supporters who can't figure out who's the most electable. And then, you know, Nikki Haley shows up and shows a little bit of promise and says, hey, bring Disneyland to South Carolina. It's like, yeah, thanks for playing. Go away. You know, I can get a consensus on abortion. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for playing. Go away. I mean, she's looking weaker and weaker every day. But at least now we know that in May of 2023 instead of July of 2024. OK, but who is going to be the candidate? Yeah. Who's going to step but, but you up? Know because- what the- well, I was going to say, here in the know, People's Republic, Gavin Newsom's all warmed up in the bullpen, ready to go. He's all ready for someone. He's ready for Biden to get Tanya Harding to 25th Amendment so Kamala can take over and he, Gavin can become the VP. And next thing you know, there's a neck dart with Kamala or something like that. And Gavin Newsom's president. He's got this all planned out. He's been campaigning all over the country. He has been ta- he used his campaign reelection funds in 2022 to campaign in Texas. and He bought television advertising saying, come to California. In those mm-hmm. states, he's running for governor in California. Yeah. Why should yeah. he be running ads in Florida? Yeah, and, and really, Rick, real quick, Roger, the truth be told, 
he couldn't beat our governor if there was really a runoff in the Democrat mm. Party because our governor would show up Newsom right. all day long. So well, he's not going to win anyways. I'm yeah. still sticking to my guns that if Kamala Harris, if Kamala Federal Drug Administration Harris was not as much of an embarrassment as she is, and if she were polling strong over 50%, I am convinced she would be right now. They'd be they'd be working out the Kamala switch transfer plans. Yep. Uh, now I, I could be wrong, but nope. I, I I just I really believe nope. that that's what you they would wrong. be doing. No, nope. yes. you are wrong. That's okay. And, and by the way, you know you're taking uh, too much credit back. away from Joe Biden to say that. Uh, we, you know what I, I I am because I I respectfully I think you're wrong about this. I I get it, but I we just will find don't. out. We you know okay, what? So that what, we will. So what that am I going to get if I'm right? <laughs> you're 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 gonna get you're gonna get kudos okay, from all three of us you know actually i gotta tell you uh my uh my, my son my oldest son we were playing basketball this is like probably eight seven eight years ago and i said what do i get are you gonna give me kudos if i make this shot from here it's like really far away he says yeah i'll give you kudos right so i make the shot and I said, okay, give, give my man kudos. And he wouldn't say the word, okay, kudos. He's like, no, they're already in the bank. It's your responsibility to take them. I was like, no, 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 no. You have to give me the kudos now. <laughs> said, no, that's assumed. You have to You have to Good just one. go get them. And so we for eight years in our family, we've had the kudos debate. We've already that's decided hilarious. in my coffin, my son, I've already told him, I know you're going to write kudos on a piece of paper and slip it in the coffin. Uh, I know you someday go. you're going to give Good them one. to me. Uh, Neil, what, uh, your, your, thoughts on, uh, your thoughts on all this and where it goes no. in 20 2024. And, and obviously, uh, as I was saying before, too, we certainly want our listeners to be supporting our sponsors. And I know ADF, it just well, does phenomenal work with us, too. I was just going to bring that up. You know, uh, Roger mentioned Gavin Newsom, of course, California. What a place uh, for religious freedom, right? I mean, look at what happened during yeah. COVID and an <laughs> effort to shut down churches. Um, and the stories that keep coming out of California are ind- indicative of the fact that there is no uh, religious freedom on the horizon for people in California. Let's be praying for them. But um, there was a story out of San Jose, California. I just wanted to mention this. Fellowship of Christian Athletes had a, a high school club at Pioneer High School in San Jose. It served students like more than a decade. But in 2019, school officials stripped the organization of its status um, because a teacher campaigned against FCA saying that they're hostile, you know, to gender neutrality and they've got some bizarre biblical issue, you know, ideas about human sexuality. And they required their leaders to affirm those beliefs, to have traditional beliefs. Well, Alliance Defending, and so, you know, they got stripped of this. So Alliance Defending Freedom stepped in and said, no, you can't strip the club of, of their right to meet on campus and actually is now you know, headlining a lawsuit against the uh, San Jose Unified School District to try to get their status uh, restored. But, you know, the reality is, if it doesn't matter. Look around everywhere, including California, of course, but everywhere you look, the church and religious freedom are under attack. And the good news is our partner, Alliance Defending Freedom, is committed to defending these brothers and sisters in Christ. And it's not uncommon these days for people like you and I to get dragged into court for simply living according to our faith. But that's exactly why I want to take this opportunity to invite you to support Alliance Defending Freedom, because our rights and our freedoms are under attack. And if we don't, it's not going to be long before we face persecution or lawsuits or we get stripped of our rights and freedoms. Uh, so let's step up to the plate today. And actually, I'm encouraging 40 of you. We need 40 people right now to help. So the question is, will you help? Alliance Defending Freedom attorneys do this kind of work for this FCA group and many others at no cost to any of their clients. Never charge them a dime. They're good at what they do. 
I've mentioned several times that they've won 14 victories at the U.S. Supreme Court level in over a decade and 80 percent of all the cases they ever took on. So $50 does a lot. You don't think so, but it does a lot. 100 obviously does even more. And I just want to say, please join us in the fight for freedom. It's simple. Call 877-367-6461 or just click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner that we have right there on our page, crawfordmediagroup.net. Go to crawfordmediagroup.net. But, you know, Roger is a huge fan of Gavin Newsom. We know that. Big time. uh, (laughs) Big time. (laughs) Speak so highly of him here on the podcast. Yeah, Yeah. certainly do. Well, and of Joe Biden as well. And, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about Dennis Wilson, who's one of our uh, teammates here on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, is he said, look, when Donald Trump was in office, the middle class tax cuts helped a little bit, but then they didn't help so much. And there's a ticking tax time bomb with your 401k that's going to explode on January 1st, 2026, if someone doesn't do anything. And then Joe Biden's in there raising taxes because, well, we've got this new the new increase in fees on FHA loans for people with good credit, where now you're being punished for those types of th- activities. It's it's ridiculous. It makes you want to say, what am I going to do? I don't know what my retirement's going to be like. And that's why I'm glad Dennis is partnering with us. When you call Dennis, Wilson and say, look, I've got this much in my retirement accounts. I've got this much to make it through my retirement years. Am I in a good place? He can give you a great assessment and say, let's move you into some resources that aren't going to lose any value, that are going to have good growth potential, that have products attached to them that other financial companies aren't going to tell you about. He finds alternatives to whatever your situation is in a biblical God-honoring way and then plows a portion of his proceeds back into organizations like Preborn and building churches in Africa. 800-696-9970. Call Dennis. He's been my friend for over a decade. He handles my parents' financial dealings, and as they are aging in years, they have really advancing. They've really benefited from the wisdom and counsel that he gave them below those many years ago. So I can speak as someone who, uh, you know, knows what he's talking about. 800-696-9970 is the number to call for Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of, of sound financial alternatives. And, and, stewardship is the issue. I mean, when we talk about our vote, for example, here, guys, I know that's what we are having a great time sparring back and forth. And Neil and I've been passing the popcorn back and forth as John and Bob have been going at it regarding <laughs> Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris. But the reality is, I believe our vote is something that we steward, that we, mm-hmm. that there's 25 million, Christ, million Christians who are either registered to vote and don't, or just don't register. They say, that's not for me. This is of the world, this, that, and the other thing. I think that what we're all driving at here is we should be registered to vote and we should be active participating in the process. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And of course, we remember too, as well, as as you guys are enjoying the popcorn uh, between John and I. John, I just want you to know, okay, God loves you no matter how wrong you are. (laughs) So I just want you to know that doesn't change. His love for you is not dependent upon your accuracy. That's true. Just remember that when you lose. (laughs) I know I will. Uh, Actually, you know what, John? I am kind of curious. 2028 election, no, 2029, January 20th, 2029, is President Joe Biden standing there on the podium with the new president being sworn in, whoever it is? Ooh, uh, that is going to depend a a lot upon what our side does between now and election day. And, you know, at this point, it looks like it's going to be, you know, Donald Trump running. I would be surprised if it is not, to be honest with you, just because the way our side, you know, battles internally, I will be shocked if it's not. 
does Donald Trump have a, have a chance of winning? I think he does. But honestly, guys, and we should probably talk about this, he's got to change and do an about face on some of the things he's doing, even some of the town halls that are coming up. He, he's got to change what he's doing and even his attacks on DeSantis. He has to realize that attacking those within on our side does not bode well for us down the road, and they will use all of that against even him when he runs, which most likely will. He's got to be very careful, and I just don't know if he's calculated enough. I think I think the problem with Donald Trump is he's gotten to that age where, by the way, I think it happens to a lot of us, he kind of gets to that age where it's like, you know, I really don't care what everybody else thinks. I'm going to do it my way. I don't care what you say. I'm right. You're wrong. You know, deal with it. And, and you can't do that when you're running for president. All right. Now, well, and by the way, the, the, just so you know, the second half, okay, we're going to be diving into all of that, especially in the second half about Donald Trump. And by the way, I think you're right there, John, that there is a rigidity that seems to, it's almost like rigor mortis is setting in more with Donald Trump the older that he gets because he is even less flexible now, I think, than he was a few years ago. And that's that's not going to be healthy. I think that's a very good point. But just real quick, as we close up then the Democrat side of this, across the board, so is there anybody out there that thinks that, that somebody else ends up getting the nomination or is it going to be Joe Biden getting the we know where we know where uh, John is on this Roger Neil does anybody else end up getting the nomination on the Democrat side is there time for this or is it are there eggs in the Joe Biden basket personally I think that since Joe Biden said he's running again he is the man I don't think that anybody's going to be able to overcome that or have the support to do it you know behind the scenes unless something catastrophic happens like Joe Biden has a stroke or something um I don't I don't see that would that even really matter in all fairness (laughs) would that even it's like the movie Dave I don't know that it would matter to the Democrats these days I hate to say it well there was people talking about his earlobes and how they look different today than they did 10 years ago. So the question is, is he Dave? Uh, who knows? We're not, <laughs> we're, we're not 100% sure right now. But um, no, seriously, I, I don't think so this this time around. But for the next election, I think people like Gavin Newsom and Hakeem Jeffries are in the bullpen down there in the minors being groomed for the future. Mm-hmm. I think they got their Don't forget Jared Polis people. as well. Yeah, Jared Polis right. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's do this. We're going to devote the second half to the Republican side, Donald Trump and anybody else. Is there anybody else? And what does Donald Trump need to do between now and Election Day? You can listen to the second half of this podcast. Of course, wherever you listen to your pod, wherever you download your podcast, we always appreciate you folks listening to us. And don't forget, we always appreciate your five-star reviews. Thank you so much for that. And if you haven't given a preborn yet, go ahead and do that now. You can go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on the preborn tab, and give right there. Remember, what you're doing is you're paying for ultrasound images for expectant moms to see images of their babies. That's what you're paying for. $28 is the average expense to save one baby's life to stop one abortion. So we want you to take $28 times fill in the blank whatever number God lays on your heart. And that will be your forever legacy of here's how many abortions we stopped. Here's how many babies' lives we saved. $28 times whatever that number is, one, two, 10, 20, 100, 1,000, whatever you can afford to do. It's a tax write-off for you. And every penny you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. 
This is preborn, folks. So CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on the preborn tab, give right there. And you can also give over the phone. The answer to the phone is 24-7. So go ahead and call right now, anytime. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. And also, if you want to watch video of our podcast, you can do that at MyHopeNow.com. Second half coming up next. This has been a Crawford Media Group production. Continuing the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with Roger Marsh of The Bottom Line from the People's Republic of California. John, I am ai believe Biden is going to be in there to the 15th round rush. Yep. Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Neil Boron, Neil Boron Live out of Buffalo, New York. Myself, Bob Duco. Bob Duco Show out of Detroit. We're talking 2024. All right. Now let's move to the Republican side. And John, pick up on the point that you were making here uh, about Donald Trump and what adjustments he's got to make. Now he's got the CNN, he's got the CNN uh, May 10th town hall that he's doing in New Hampshire. First of all, what's everybody's thoughts about that? Is that a smart move? Is that a bad move? Is that a thumb in the eye to Fox News? What is Donald Trump doing? Is this a wise strategy or not? Go ahead, crickets. guys. That's crickets, I'll let you guys man. chime in first. You know what? I know. Who knows if it's wise? I think. I think anytime Donald Trump gets in front of a camera without a script, he's in big trouble. Especially if somebody starts poking his ego, and I think he better seriously be under control, or he's only going to do more damage to his to his reputation, his you know image down the line. I mean, I think a lot of people see him as a junior high bully. And let me just mention CNN. You're speaking of CNN. They did a poll recently. Um, 37% of Americans think Donald Trump broke the law with his alleged hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. 76% think politics played a role in the decision to bring charges against him, but 60% approves of the indictment. So let me just continue for one second. Among independents, the numbers are even more stark. According to this article I read, 31% say Trump's actions were illegal. 76% of independents say politics played a role, but 62% approve of it so what does that mean that people americans, are stupid they don't even know the questions on, they're answering hang on americans they're saying in this article including a clear majority of independent voters who are likely going to choose the next president according to this believe that trump committed no crime and that the justice system is being weaponized against him and they're perfectly fine with it that's pretty terrifying if you think about it because they don't want to mm -hmm. see trump reelected. they want to see him prosecuted and the, the, those are the independent voters he's going to need to win. Those are the people in the mushy middle. Yep. And I think that's troublesome, big time. So, how, so how does he get them? How does he get them? He's got to do a complete reversal on who yes. he is as a human being. And yeah. I don't he's know not that that's that. possible. He, he's not going to do that. Okay? Then it's not so, going to happen. Donald Trump will not be reelected. It happened under in 20, It happened under 2016. And, and he there's was been the same a harsh... lot of history since. There's been lawsuits and you know indictments and and, 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 really quick, and, and the media me piled on this whole time. Go ahead. And and, and Neil, I, by the way, you're you're 100 correct, Bob. Don't forget that. Neil is right. A lot has changed since 2016, and I think mm -hmm. even the thick-skinnedness of Donald Trump himself. Here's the issue. Donald knew his market in 2016. It's not the same market, and he's acting like it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Agreed. who is his market then right now? Is it those the middle. swing voters? The middle. Absolutely got to win the, the middle because the MAGA voters are still MAGA voters. They're still, okay, well, some of them are still there, but he's here's what, here's what it comes down to, though, okay? You've got the swing voters that Donald Trump doesn't know how to reach. I get that, okay? But he also has the base that he energizes and excites that he can get out to the polls. So the question is, if Donald Trump starts 
being less of Donald Trump and more toward appealing the independent swing voters, if he, if he sands his edges, if you will, will he actually make up more of the independent swing voters to compensate for the lack of enthusiasm from his base? Because he's going to trade one for the other. His base is going to be there to Neil's point. You think no they're going to be what? excited no matter yes. what? They, yeah, no, no matter so what. They're the going to come out yeah, just as big a number. No matter what, they're yeah. going to come out in just as big a numbers. The and this thing is going got... to be the answer. It literally, some some are going to believe this is the answer to the prophecy that he would remain as president. See, it's been fulfilled. Mm. <laughs> and and, and, that, and he's, you know, keep in mind, guys, he also has to reach to those non-Trump loving Republicans that are out there as well. That, by the way, are as much against him as probably Democrats are. He's got to try to win them over as well. You mean you know the, what? Da- the David French Republicans? Yes. The people who read the New York Times yes. and the Washington Post. You know, I think the thing that we, we may be overlooking here, too, is, I mean, we're looking at numbers in the mushy middle, which is important because that's where elections are decided. But let's not forget the Rust Belt and some of the Democrats that jumped ship and, you know, places where he barely eked out victories that gave him electoral votes. He's not going to eke out anything this time. I mean, he's he's loud and bombastic. He's also running against an incumbent. And let's face it, for better or worse, there are a number of people in America who apparently like weekend at Biden's enough to say, I'm going to vote yep. for this guy again. Barack Obama was not on the ballot, even though he kind of was in 2016. And Hillary Clinton just didn't have enough juice. I mean, she she kind of phoned it in. She figured she had this beat. I'm going to go the first woman. You know, I'm a Clinton. Mm-hmm. It's Donald Trump. I mean, I got this guy. The Democrats got really wise to Trump in 2020 as evidenced by what the groundwork that they did between 2017 and 2020, laying the election laws. Of course, the pandemic played right into their hands with mail-in voting, everything that favors Democrat voters. And the fact that they knew that the Trump team would just sit around and Donald Trump would do what Donald Trump did, which was in the months after the election saying, I was robbed. And a number of people would believe him without actually doing the due diligence to fight this thing legally in court. Look at all the cases that got tossed because they didn't have standing to fight. I'll get Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis to go on Fox News. That'll solve my case. Doesn't work like that anymore. Nope. And so now, right. you don't, no. In, now in fact, really quick, Roger, what he's got to do in some of these town halls, which he's going to have them, is he's got to focus on what was the country like under him. What was the economy like? What was your average take-home pay? Right. What were your taxes like? What was mm-hmm. what was crime like? You know, what was the border like? I mean, if he's smart, he'll focus on the successes that he has and avoid all those other things. Roger, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, now, there's something I want to pose to you guys, and I said this actually a few weeks ago, but I'm, I'm curious to get your take on it. And it has to do with evangelical Christians and Donald Trump and how we respond to him over the course of the next year and a half. And we're going to get to that coming up next. First, though, we do want to ask everybody as you listen to us, remember, we need everybody in the audience to have some amount of skin in the game when it comes to giving to preborn and saving babies' lives. Don't forget, preborn is the main pro life organization that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms. They do this in pro-life centers all across the country. And when those moms see an image of their baby, they choose life almost all the time. You know, last year, there's over 50,000 babies' lives saved through preborn. And along the way, there were about 10,000 moms who accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You want to be part of that? Well, we're asking you to pay for these ultrasound images. It's this simple. 28 bucks is the average calculated cost to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life. So we're asking everybody right now, will you take $28 times some number, whatever that number is? Is it 10? Is it 100? Is it 1,000? I don't know how much God has blessed you, 
But take some number, $28 times that number, and whatever that number is, we're asking you to give that as a one-time gift right now to Preborn. And then your forever legacy in your family is going to be, we're responsible for stopping that many abortions. And this is very real. These are actual real babies' lives that are being saved with your money by paying for these ultrasound images. So here's what you do. Go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn, and right there you can give $28 times whatever the number is. And uh, you pray about this, whatever, maybe there's a number God's laying on your heart. So CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn, give right there. And every penny of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. Nothing for overhead. And if you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones 24-7. You can call anytime. Call right now, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. And just mention National Crawford when you call, National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks giving. Let's continue to do this. As we talk about 2024, so guys, I... I know I'm, I'm going to end up being a three-on-one, so I'm ready to get ganged up on here, okay? But can I just say that all of your criticisms about Donald Trump, I agree with them all. I think you're factually accurate in all of these criticisms. And you know something? Behind closed doors, when I'm talking you know, at home with my wife or something, I will voice the very same things. But you know something? If all we do as born-again evangelical Christians is hyper-focus on Donald Trump's faults, and I'm so sick of him doing this, and why does he do this, and he's wrong here, and he's got to wake up here, and this is really stupid on his part, and if we spend all of our time chipping away at the corners of Donald Trump, as factually accurate as our analysis is, you know what we do? We discourage evangelical Christians on the fence from maybe voting for him. So you know something? Well, I feel Bob, like we ought to say, let's really acknowledge quick. it. We're not let's to that point yet, though. But, but we're not okay, at that but, point. He's not the nominee yet. Once he's the nominee, I would agree with you 100%. Exactly right. okay, I don't well, want him to be the nominee is my point. All right, but I don't want him to be our guy. Who's that? Okay, oh, then I'll tell you well, what. I'll, you tell you, what? I'll make a deal with you. He becomes the nominee, then I'm really going to double down on this position, okay? Then I so agree we got to stop this nonsense Agreed. of trying to discourage Christians 100%. from voting for him. 100%. Okay. That I will not disagree with you at all, Bob, but as, as a... Republic, I don't want to do it is, too much right now, though. No, as a republic, as what we have, though, is in, in the way our system works, I want someone else in his place. I, I don't want him to be our nominee. I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to hate me for saying that, all the Trump lovers, but we've got better choices of people that could easily beat Joe Biden, which is who we're going to be running against, rather than struggle through an election with a Donald Trump. I want somebody else like a Ron DeSantis to run. And you know what? I'd rather have I'd rather have somebody who actually will do the job that Donald Trump did, warts and all, than somebody who ends up being some establishment. Okay, let's cozy up with Mitch McConnell. You don't think DeSantis can do what Donald Trump did? I really don't know. He hasn't proven himself, but Trump he has, has in Florida. Yeah. He certainly has. He went from being blue to red, Bob. I know. Look, I get that. I'm I'm not saying I'm not an anti-DeSantis guy. I'm not. I'm just saying that he hasn't proven that he can actually make it happen on the national stage the way that he has with Florida. Donald Trump has proven. uh, We're looking at what he accomplished in those four years. He did that stuff in real life. And I'm saying I want him to do more four more years of that. And I'll take the warts with it. Well, but you got to get him elected first is the issue. Yeah. 
We, by the way, we don't hate you, John. We just don't like you very much. <laughs> okay. Now, wait a minute. Hang God on. barely likes it. No, I'm just yeah, Hang on. I, I just want to say that I fully agree with John's first point in this section as we're talking about this, because this thing ain't over. And by the way, tomorrow's the National Day of Prayer. Why don't right. we as evangelicals go before the Lord and say, Lord, who's your, who's your person? Who are we supposed to be voting for? Who are you going to raise up? And by the way, uh, the God who surprises everybody, you know, by be- being born a king in a manger, you know, in a feeding trough, that kind of thing. Um, and the one who wins our victory by dying on a cross, the one who always surprises us and uses a, a, a little boy with a sling and a stone to slay a giant, that same God could raise up somebody in the Democratic Party who's a Bible-believing, born-again Christian who would completely revolutionize politics. And everybody says, oh, that, there that's impossible. There aren't any on that side. Well, Okay, but what are we saying then? Is we, that we don't believe that the, he's the God of the impossible? There is like, there is so, no David then. The Philistines win because there is no David. No, I get your point, Neil. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, do we believe right. that? Do we believe that God answers prayer or not? What's the point of praying tomorrow if we don't believe that God think, can do think, miraculous though, the only things? Correction, Neil, the only correction I would have, given my philosophy on all of what you just said, in knowing how our system in America works, and yes, I believe God was very instrumental in setting up our country, but because we have free will, the prayer would need to be, Open the eyes of the people to see who the best Amen. candidate would be because God gives right. us free choice to vote for who we want. God doesn't, I don't believe God places Amen. anyone in charge of this country. He gives us the free will to do it on our own. And you know, he, Much he like done, the children of Israel right. ask for a king. Exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. If, if God wants them to have a judge, no, we want a king. He'll let them take a king even though it's a stupid decision on their part. Right. Yeah, I, Anyways, that's a whole bu- other podcast, by the way. Okay, the, the the thing that makes me bristle about what you said, Bob, and I love I love you too, Bob. But I mean, the point is, like, you're kind of saying, well, listen, the, the only option is Donald Trump, and it, it ain't over till it's over. God is the one who gets the final say, and I think we ought to be seeking His nominee for 2024. Uh, uh, and, and, and Neil, I totally His plan purpose. You know, I totally so. agree with you about it. All I'm saying is, let's not do so much damage in the before the primaries. Let's not do so much damage that now suddenly we have to go from uh, we tore Donald, Donald Trump down. How could any evangelical get behind him to suddenly 180 degrees? Hey, fellow Christians, let's get behind Donald Trump. Well, I mean, let's Bob, not do I'm, too I'm much tell, free damage. I'm, I'm going to tell Donald Trump the same thing you're telling us. He's doing the same thing with Ron and people in his own party. He's no I different. Agree. I agree. I agree. I agree with your criticisms of Donald Trump. I do. Yeah. I just so, don't want to. I don't want to turn evangelical Christians off to him so that the paint dries on their anti-Trump views. But so, unfortunately, I'm, Bob, we have enough time that if he ends up being our guy, we can correct that. And to Neil's point, we're not there yet. What I'm thinking about is the the little, uh, you know, uh, single woman. Her husband passed away. She's a widow. She's a widow in the Midwest. She's conservative. She loves America. She pays her taxes. She loves Jesus. She would have been mortified if Billy Graham ever got on an elevator with another woman. You know, I mean, th- it's that person. But now we're asking her to lock, stock, and barrel, you know, wrap her her um, loyalty around a guy who's been accused of rape, whether he's guilty or not. Who knows? I don't think so, but maybe, um, you know, all of the things related to paying off porn stars, multiple wives, uh, an ego as long as, uh, you know, the state of uh, Louisiana. I mean, like, it's unbelievable who Donald Trump is in that sense and his boorish, you know, middle school bullying of just about anybody who's an opponent of his and just turn around and say, this is the guy, this is the guy that God's raised up. You should willingly support him. And I think right now they're going, please don't make me vote for Donald Trump. I really don't want that guy. But, and the other thing, you know, that does come into question is Donald Trump was a big supporter of religious freedom. And we need to pray that whoever 
uh, gets in the White House, you know, is a supporter of religious freedom. Um, And I'm going to bring up again our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. We need their help. Kaylee Childs, I don't know if you know that name, but she's a licensed professional counselor in the state of Colorado where John Rush lives. And she helps clients with all kinds of stuff, including gender dysphoria, gender identity, sexual orientation, all of that stuff. Uh, Many of the people that come to her share her beliefs and her faith and the convictions, you know, that she holds and biblical convictions. And they're they're people that believe that the the world's a better place when our behavior aligns with our beliefs and and the Word of God. Well, she never promises that she can solve any of those issues, Um, but she does her very best uh, to help these people with the stuff that they're struggling with and believes that with God's help, you know, our behavior can be brought into alignment with God's word and one's faith. But a few years ago, by the way, in spite of John Rush's vocal opposition, Colorado passed a counseling censorship law that prevents licensed counselors from having any conversation with a client under the age of 18 that, in so many words, attempts to change an individual's sexual orientation or gender identity or change behaviors or gender expression or to eliminate or reduce sexual or romantic attractions or feelings toward individuals of the same sex. And conversely, on the opposite side of that coin, the law allows these conversations if these individuals are exploring changes in their gender identity or want to pursue same-sex orientation. And any counselor who crosses that line, even inadvertently, could be hit with massive penalties, uh, a suspension potentially, or even be stripped of their counseling license. That Colorado law is a direct violation of Kaylee Child's freedom of speech and her free exercise of religion. I believe it fully. And by the way, it harms both counselors and clients. Bottom line is this, the government has no business censoring conversations between clients and counselors, nor should a counselor like Kaylee uh, be used really as a tool to impose the government's biased views on her clients. So we need your support. We need people to step up to the plate. We need 40 of you right now to help Alliance Defending Freedom Attorneys fight for Kaylee's religious freedom pro bono. They never charge their clients. And for our freedom as well, we need their help. $50 can help a lot, $100 does even more. Help us fight for freedom. And I guess the question is, will you help right now? You can call 877-367-6461 or click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Again, it's CrawfordMediaGroup.net. I mean, we can't even talk about this stuff. Uh, Roger, I'm going to throw it to you. We can't talk about this stuff um, without the help of people like ADF and our sponsors uh, and all of our sponsors. Thank God for them. Yeah, Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Advisors, has been a, a big help to our cause here and also to the cause of Christians, uh, people who are looking at the economy and saying whether it's a Donald Trump presidency again, whether it's another term of Joe Biden, we have to be good stewards with the resources that God has entrusted to us. And we know that presidents are signing legislation that's going to raise taxes or lower taxes. We know that the managing of currency, whether it's crypto-based or whatever, that all has an impact on who we are and how we live and how we steward the resources God has given us. And when you call Wilson Financial and say, look, here's the deal. I don't want to lose money. I don't want my 401k to become a 201k. This is the money that I need to live on for retirement. This is the money I'm using to support missionaries. This is the money I'd like to leave to my children. Our dentist takes that into consideration too. I mean, he's got eight kids. He's got 19 grandchildren. I mean, he, he understands how this works. And I can tell you that you're not going to lose money 
with anything that you transfer into Wilson Financial. I mean, Dennis can explain it to you better, but it's amazing how when you look at the products that are available, he finds the alternatives, whereas your big banks might be on the verge of failing as yet another one failed this week. Uh, Dennis helps you navigate the financial world so that you don't have to worry about that type of thing. 800-696-9970 is the number to call. Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Advisors, 800-696-9970. And guys, you know, Dennis is a classic case of a Christian who says, hey, look, I love America. I love God. I want what's best for, I want what God's will is. I look at a guy like Donald Trump and say, yeah, he's not perfect. Uh, some of his decisions you know, were great for the body of Christ. Some of his decisions were kind of tough for people in the middle and upper classes. But all in all, you can have that cognitive dissonance and say, I don't like everything about this guy, but if he's the nominee, Who's he running against? You know, and I think this is the problem that we deal with as Christians who are in the world, but not of the world. You know, we're looking for somebody whose righteousness isn't filthy rags to run for president. It's not going to happen. So, you know, then the idea that it's, well, I could never vote for him because of his past. It's like, look, you know, it's a cliche. We're not voting for a pope. We're not voting for a priest. We're voting for a president. But at the same time, this is where the, the church really has to take a step up and say, guys, okay, we're on a journey here and we're trying to get from point A to point B and the only food options are fast food drive-ins. So pick the one that is going to do the least damage in some cases, but it kind of keeps you going until you keep moving along. With the president of the United States decision, it's a lot more difficult, obviously, because when you make that decision, you're setting the country up for four years of this or four years of that. But I go back to the, you know, God gives us free will to vote. A lot of Christians sit out elections. I wonder what the 2020 election result would have been, even in spite of all the obstacles that the enemy brought in to whether or not this was a fairly fought election. The simple solution is if 25 million Christians are sitting on the sidelines, not engaged in this, if half of that electorate would have shown up and voted their conscience, I think we'd have a different outcome. Uh, yeah, and I, I completely agree. And, you know, look, I look at Donald Trump and, yes, the guy is boorish. He's petty. He's harsh. He's all that kind of stuff. Yes, he paid off porn stars and he, he's he got a very vulgar past and all that. Kind of, I get that. But I also recognize this is a guy who was immersed eyebrow deep in the world of liberalism, Planned Parenthood, Hollywood, the sleazy, vulgar, womanizing billionaire. That's who he was. And he walked away from them. He turned his back on them. He walked across the street and he said to the born-again evangelical Christian community, I now want to become part of your ranks and fight for you. And yes, the guy's still very, very rough around the edges. I get that. But he traded in that old group of friends for us as his new group of friends. And you know something? I just, I don't want to spend all of my time focusing on, yeah, but well, let's bring up his past again. And let's look at how boorish and petty and harsh he is and whatever. I'll tell you what, I'll take Donald Trump with his warts and all when he had more pro-lifers and more born-again Christians running the government in cabinet positions than George Bush and Ronald Reagan did combined. All of his conservative Christian pro-life judges, his religious freedoms he fought for, more pro-life policies that he enacted than Ronald Reagan even did, not to mention the economy, energy, and everything else. I'll take those results as a Christian all day long and proudly stand behind him, recognizing he's a very, very flawed individual in a lot of different areas. Pastor, not a chance in the world. Uh, President, 
rough around the edges and mistakes. But I'll tell you what, when I look at where he, the world he was part of, that he was the king in, and he turned his back on that world and joined us, and we're the ones that are creating the circular firing squad. Yeah, but look at your past and look at your flaws here and whatever. It's like, come on, get off the man's back. Let's celebrate what he does for us instead of beating him up for the areas that he doesn't measure up. And I'm not saying we ignore them, but I'm just saying let's not do too much damage with evangelical Christian attitudes toward Trump Bob, that we have to you, undo all of that next year. Key to what you just said, which I agree with wholeheartedly, every single thing you said cannot deny. The problem is you and I don't look at it the same way everybody else does. That's the issue. I know, and maybe that's why I'm saying if if we will maybe fight for him a little bit more. Okay, He fought for us in many different areas. I think we ought to fight for him back. And maybe if we fight for him back, we can persuade some of those mushy middle kind of people who are soft Christians maybe. Maybe that, well, okay, yeah, I get what you guys are saying. You're not, you're not worshiping him. You're not saying he's perfect, but you know what? You're right. He did fight for us and he did do a lot of things. So maybe I should go ahead and hold my nose and fight for him a little bit too. That, that's what I want to encourage people to do. Not, he hey, let's gather around and criticize him. I agree yeah, with all you. Right. All right. Well, I say before the nomination, let's do that. And if that's somebody where you else and I will have to disagree because I don't right. want him winning the nomination. I want someone else because I want to win, guys. That's my biggest goal here. If we don't win, Bob, we can't do a single thing you just mentioned. I, look, I get well, that. And you know something? In 2016, I guaranteed my audience that he, he could not win if he got the nomination. I guaranteed, and I said, I will eat my hat. If he gets the nomination and actually wins, I'll eat my hat. And, of course, people sent me hat recipes. Okay, fine. I know what happened in 2020, but this was also an impossibility that he could win in 2016, and he beat Hillary. He beat the machine. So I think he can win again. But also, I mean, let's just be realistic. Call a ball a ball and a strike a strike. Uh, in the midterms when he was president, um, Republicans did not fare well. He lost the, the election. Uh, some say it was stolen, but he lost, you know, in uh, in 2020. And then the last midterm was supposed to be a red wave. And many say because of the Trump factor, uh, that whole thing stalled. And it didn't really turn out. That's three elections in a row. Now we're heading to this one. And if Trump is the nominee and we and we lose again, then where are we? Then nobody's representing our values. And I agree with John. We need to get the person in that can win. And I don't think Trump can win. I think he could win the nomination and become the Republican nominee. I just don't think he can win the presidency. All right. Well, well I'll tell you what, there's an entire Democrat party, Neil, that agrees with you. Yeah, that's why, they, you, that's why they're a, doing everything possible to prop him up, which, again, folks didn't agree with me way back when when I said that's what their strategy was. And yet, guys, here we are. Well, yep. that's what they said in 2015 also. Oh, please, oh, please let Donald Trump get the nomination. And guess what? He won. So I know it's a different time now. I get that. But I also have to say, and I don't want to open up the whole fraud bandwagon thing here, but in all fairness, if you didn't have the kind of deception and fraud and corruption in the media and the Hunter Biden censoring and all that kind of stuff in 2020, Trump would have won in a landslide and we'd be looking right. at it differently. Yeah, so he that. can win right. if we can overcome some of the corruption in the media and possibly voter fraud and things like that. So I, yeah. I look, I, I always look at it this way. I'm right. And that's the rest of the world that's wrong. Ah, okay. So <laughs> just it. don't mess with the color of the sky in my world. That's all I ask okay. of you. Okay, Bob uh, Donald Dugo. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Loser. Uh, I'll tell you something. One thing that we all do agree on, though, all of us are in absolute agreement on this. 
We want you folks to be supporting our sponsors. We want you to support Wilson Financial. We want you to support uh, Alliance Defending Freedom. Mm -hmm. We want you to support Preborn. If you haven't given to Preborn yet, do it now. You can go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on the Preborn tab, and you can give right there. Don't forget, it's $28 to save one baby's life. You're paying for ultrasound images is what you're doing, okay? $28 to stop one abortion. How many babies' lives will you be willing to save? That will be the forever legacy of your family or your business. Some people, it's just you know two, three, five babies. Some people, it's 10 or 20. Some people, it's 100. Some people, it's 1,000. I don't know what you can afford, but $28 times whatever that number is, one-time gift. Just go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on the Preborn tab, and don't forget, 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, not a penny for overhead, okay? So CrawfordMediaGroup.net, Click on Preborn. Preborn's been doing this for decades, folks. They're the main organization doing this around the country, and we need to be supporting them and stopping these abortions. If you want to give over the phone, call right now, 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-BABY. They answer the phones 24-7. You can call anytime. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We very much appreciate you folks listening to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. You can download podcasts wherever you like to download them from. And you can also watch video of us at myhopenow.com. We welcome your five-star reviews wherever you download your videos from. Thank you so much for that, of course. And Neil Boron of Neil Boron Live out of Buffalo, New York. John Rush of Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Roger Marsh of The Bottom Line from the People's Republic of California. Myself, Bob Duco out of Detroit. Guys, always great talking with you. Looking forward to next week. You too, Bob. Thanks. Likewise, Bob. Hey, you bet. We'll see you. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless. You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of today's culture through a biblical lens brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn logo to donate to save babies now. And by Alliance Defending Freedom, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. Your generous financial support makes it possible for Alliance Defending Freedom to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to give your financial support. And Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com. Please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app And look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This has been a Crawford Media Group production.